Well, hello. Welcome to the Creative Writing Life podcast. I'm Paul Zeidman, uh, my co-host Justin Sloan. Uh, once again, unfortunately, unable to attend today. So I have the pleasure of being the sole interviewer with a screenwriter and director, Brad Johnson. Brad, thank you for being on the show today. Great to be here, Paul. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. We've got some really fascinating stuff to talk about. Uh, I've known Brad for a good number of years. We've met in person even a couple of times, even before Austin. Uh, and uh, this is this project of his, it's it's great for someone like me on so many levels, but we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, so as regular viewers and listeners of the show are aware, uh, we like to start off talking about uh, maybe things we've read or watched uh, recently and whether we liked them or we hated them. And I will go first so Brad can th gather his thoughts and think about what he wants to talk about. Uh, my wife was out of town last week, so I got to watch a lot of movies. Uh, so uh, there's a little uh, kind of like an art house theater uh, down the street from us, and they were showing In the Heat of the Night. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I got to see that. It was the first time I'd ever seen the whole thing. And seeing it on the big screen, and wow, it's it still holds up. It's from '67. It won Best Picture and a few other awards, including Best, uh, I think, Adapted Screenplay, but I'm not entirely sure. But it it was just still powerful, still really good. Loved it. Sidney Poitier and Rod Steiger as the leads. That was great. Uh, same theater over the weekend. They were showing the original Star Wars trilogy, so I had to flip a coin to decide which one I was going to see. So I ended up going to see Empire. It's probably you know. In the hundredth time I've seen it, uh, still love it. Still really effective. Lots of fun, and and the oh, and um, I was in the mood for something. I just wanted to cleanse my palate. I needed something really silly, so I watched uh, Sixty Five, which is on Netflix, and that was from last year. That's uh, Adam Driver uh, as a like a astronaut or something crash lands on uh, Earth, and dinosaurs are involved, and you know. Silly, full of tropes, a lot of cliches, but you know, still enjoyable. It's one of those you can put it on and just have it on in the background if you wanted to. Uh, but that was it. <laughs> so I enjoyed all three of them really. And uh, so, Brad, what have uh, what have you been up to, uh, movie or reading wise? Well, I guess uh, on the movie front, the most recent thing I saw was um, American Fiction, mm. which uh, just really, really enjoyed. Um, it's so well done. It's so funny. Uh, and so timely and uh, looking forward to seeing it get some recognition at the Academy Awards coming up. Um, and then my wife and I are binging our way through Peaky Blinders right now. Oh, okay. Which I've, it's always been on my list for a long time and just never, you know, one of those ones that you never get around to. So we started that and we're, we're into season three right now. And uh, it's fantastic. If anyone has been wondering whether they should check it out or not, uh, highly recommend it. Which uh, streaming platform is that on? Uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, that's um, and it's uh, Cillian Murphy in the lead. It I know is. that. Yeah, yeah. It's basically you know early twentieth century uh, English gangsters. Mm. Yeah, a lot of fun. Okay, excellent, excellent. So, Brad, let's talk a little bit about you. First, uh, you are a screenwriter and a director. So are you the type of writer who that you've been a writer as long as you can remember? Or you kind of got to it later on, you were kind of like, oh, I'm not that into reading and writing. And then you discovered, hey, I've actually enjoyed this. I'm good at it. Uh, I want to do it more. <laughs> um, no, I've, I've always, I've always uh, been a writer at heart. Um, it, uh, you know, a lot of people have that moment where someone tells them they're good at it. That happened to me in uh, middle school. We had mm -hmm. we had an assignment to write a short story and I, I wrote a, a like a short horror story and my teacher pulled me <laughs> aside and said, you're pretty good at this. You might want to 
think about being a writer and uh, I've never forgiven her for that advice. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, but it wasn't really probably until like late high school, early college when I like fully realized that screenwriting was a, a thing that someone could try to do as a career, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when they, with all of the indie film stuff coming out in 94, 95, and you started seeing things like the Pulp Fiction script be published, or my first book of screenplays was three screenplays by Ed Burns, and uh, you know doing the Brothers McMullen and, and and all of that, and so that really kind of keyed me in on on to what this format was, and and I've always loved movies, and I've been trying to do that ever since I got into the the directing and producing and other aspects of it more recently, but. Uh, always been a writer. So uh, is that something you've uh, explored a little bit more lately that you, I guess it's a more short films or are you like dabbling in features? I'd like to eventually get to a feature. It feels, you know, appropriate to start with a short and and learn the ropes uh, of, of directing. But, um, you know, we, we did our first short, the team that, that I was working with, um, we filmed in 20, uh, 22. Uh, finished post-production in early spring of 23. And now that that short film, which is called Chat, um, is out on the film festival circuit and doing pretty well. Got a couple of awards here and there. So um, very nice. Um, you know, it's nice to for the whole team and all the effort that everyone put in it to, uh, to be recognized. And um, I'd like to do um, maybe one or two more shorts just to kind of wrap my head around it a little bit more and, and then try my hand at a feature. Uh, I have to ask about, because I'm actually getting ready to make my first short. So is it, it just seems like there's so many hats to wear and so many fires to put out, even like even before you start on production, it's just about trying to get organized and set everything up. And just, it seems like <laughs> the list never ends. <laughs> yeah, it's the, what made it so like such a good experience for me really was I got super lucky in terms of the, the team that I was able to surround myself with. And that's mm -hmm. really the key on something like that uh, is like with so many other things is like find the smartest, best people you can and like get them to agree to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, my, you know, was working with, with Kim Hornsby as a co-producer. She wrote the script for what we felt for chat and was co-producer. So, we worked really hard on a lot of the pre-production stuff. And then we had Luke Swanziger, who was our first AD, as well as our editor. And it also helped produce. And he he wore so many hats and he's got a ton of experience. So it was really great to be able to rely on him um, to, to avoid some pitfalls that we may have otherwise uh, fallen into. So yeah, if you're if you're stepping out to to make your your first short, that's exciting. Um, mm. and uh, look forward to seeing what you do. Um, but definitely just like find people who have done it before and are open to collaboration. Yeah, I'm actually I've actually been very lucky. I uh, connected with a director that she's really talented and she's had some very successful shorts before and she's really excited about it. And so I, yeah, so we're really, you know, we're still in the early planning stage, but it's all right now it's about trying to get the crew together and trying to organize things and, and some of the marketing materials and just 
like I said, it just it's it's a little <laughs> overwhelming at times, but I'm doing my best to kind of like keep steady throughout the whole process. That's great. When when are you thinking you're gonna? What are you hoping to shoot? I we are say. hoping to shoot right now, mid April, but uh, we're probably going to launch a crowdfunding campaign because of just what we need, and yeah. really trying to. Uh, I guess the word is utilize as many resources as possible that are easily accessible. Uh, so you know, so it ends up we might be end we might end up shooting in my house <laughs> just because yeah. it's easier for location. And about uh, even like my wife's been recruited, like she may handle the craft services that that weekend. So th that hey, sort of thing. I yeah, a, a well-fed crew is a happy mm -hmm. working crew. So that's, that's I have yeah. heard that. I have heard that, and it's I've very, already very I've, true. I've already started making the rounds at local restaurants, asking about food donations, and yeah, we'll give you screen credit, and we'll send you a copy of the movie, and we can't pay you, but this, this is what's known as a shoestring budget. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so looking forward to it. I'm uh, kind of nervous, kind of excited, but uh, this is, I, I wrote this script like four years ago, and I've really wrote it with the intention of wanting to make it as a short and came close about a year and a half ago, but that kind of fell apart. And just uh, when the 2024 started, I kind of said to myself, this is one of the things I want to accomplish this year is I want to make, get this short finished. And yeah. so it's closer now than it has been in the past. So well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Crossed. Yeah. Thank you. If there's we'll anything you can do to help, obviously. Oh, know, trust me. I, <laughs> I will be putting the word out to everybody I know in the writing community. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So Brad, the reason uh, I wanted to have you on today uh, is because <laughs> as you mentioned, you are a screenwriter, but you're also a big supporter of the screenwriting community. And you are doing that uh, in the form of the gray list. So kind of talk us through like, what was the inspiration for it? And what has the response been? And this, I believe this is the second year. So kind yes. of like start, start us from the beginning. What was the uh, impetus for wanting to do this? Well, I mean, other than a, a little bit of um, self-centered interest in the topic of older writers still trying okay. to break into the industry, um, really what it came from was I, I kind of got, I got a little frustrated and tired of constantly seeing, um, top 30 under 30 lists and, and things like that, or, you know, the, the screenwriters to, to watch lists always tend to be like people in their, in their twenties and their thirties. Mm -hmm. And, and there are also a lot of, um, there are a lot of initiatives and programs out there that are meant to help highlight the voices of historically underrepresented uh, communities of writers. And those are obviously super important and getting more voices heard is, is, is a key uh, passion of mine. Um, but I've noticed that a lot of those initiatives that already existed um, didn't include age as one of their as one of the focus areas that they were trying to, to highlight. Um, and so kind of all of that brought together, I thought, you know, well, what if we did a essentially not a, a top 40 over 40 list, <laughs> you know? Um, and so started trying to put that, those thoughts together in terms of what that would look like and how that might function. And as I was starting to, to kind of percolate on that, um, another writer and supporter of the community, Ash Laser, uh, put out the first uh, edition of uh, the stunt list, which mm -hmm. is a, a list that he puts together and puts out annually, uh, highlighting various uh, various writers and their scripts. And so I reached out to Ash and kind of asked him about the process he had just gone through and what advice he had. And we, we, we were already friends, but you know, we 
grew uh, grew closer by uh, commiserating over how much hard work goes into putting these things together. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he was uh, kind enough to let us even use his website that first year because uh, we didn't have our own website at the time. And so he, he let us host there and it, it went really well. I wasn't sure. I thought it was it was worth the effort to put into it because it's a it's an issue that is important to me. But I wasn't sure if anybody else would you know care. Honestly, mm -hmm. you never know till you put it out there, right? And uh, so, but the, when the first issue or the first uh, list came out, um, response was really really good. Um, a lot of positive response. We got you know multiple. Uh, read requests for the writers that were featured on the list. Um, one of our writers now has a, a, a director and a producer attached to their film um, it, that they 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 directly uh, tie into the additional exposure that their script got by being on the list. It wasn't necessarily someone that, that contacted them through the list, but the additional exposure helped them make connections. And, and get the ball rolling on that. And that's really the the whole point of it. If we can if we can help one writer get exposure or meet the manager that's going to be the right manager for them or mm -hmm. get a producer interested in something and help them get some traction on a project that means something to them. Um, you know, that's really that's really what it's all about. Okay. So I know that the process is that you can nominate a script. So, because yeah. I took, I will, I would, you know, you know full disclosure, I, I took part in, in this year's grade list that you yeah, can nominate yeah. a script, you can nominate yourself, but you also nominate other writers. So from, do you have an idea for, I guess, is this, the, so the one that just came out, is this the 2023 list or the 2024 list? So the one that's, uh, that's coming out uh, in, or just came out in February is the 2024 list. Okay. So yeah. for the 2024 list, uh, could you have, do you happen to know uh, how many nominations you got? And I know you don't, you don't put everybody on that. Yeah, of we, the, we of, couldn't. Okay. <laughs> so of the nominations, uh, so how many nominations did you get? And then how many scripts ended up being on the actual list? So we got, um, we got just around 800 nominations wow uh during during the submission window and all told it was right around 250 unique scripts so multiple nominations for okay. several, for multiple scripts so 250 unique scripts were nominated and uh about 50 are on the final list wow and uh yeah and it's so it's it's i think it's it is important to say when we're talking about the list that Inclusion on the list isn't, or I inclusion on the list is a um, a sign of quality because we're putting product uh, sure. market ready scripts on the list. But not include not not making it onto the list is not a sign of lacking in quality. It really is just no one's going to scroll through a PDF of two hundred and fifty different scripts. Yeah. Um, right. There has to be it has to be narrowed down somehow. And we just try to make as as inclusive and representative a list as we can based on the types of scripts that we get uh, submitted to us. Yeah, I was going to ask, what was the criteria for narrowing it down to you at 250? So, you know, 
yeah cutting out cutting 200 scripts i mean i know uh you know perusing you know twitter and social media while you were getting scripts that people would do script shout outs like oh i you know i submitted the script to the gray list and uh, someone said oh i read this it was great i can't wait to nominate it or you know, i was lucky so a few people got back to me about my script uh that said you know I, this was i really liked it and i want to nominate it so i mean was it what kind of factors did you take into consideration to uh, whittle down that, that 250 to 50? Really, we it's we try to use, you know, as objective criteria as as we can. OK, uh, so we, we start with the nomination window, which which we've been talking about, which is like a, usually a, a two month window where anybody can submit and, you know, so we're getting we're crowdsourcing from the screenwriting community the scripts that the that people are excited about, right? So that's one way that that a, that a script can can be raised to the top for consideration is just number of people that are saying this is a great script that I that I believe deserves a spotlight. Okay. On top of that, then you know the other ways that something can can rise to the top is you know maybe they're not people that share their scripts a lot um with with the rest of the community so they don't get a lot of reads so they're not going to get a lot of nominations coming in but their script placed really well in in a in, a, in an important or prestigious uh format it did well on the nickel or it mm -hmm. made it to the to the semi uh, second round or the semi or finals at austin or, or one of those type of places um so that's another way <clears throat> and then the third way is honestly it can be just someone that's already working in the industry, a writing, a working writer who reaches out and says, I recommend this person. Uh, I've read this person. Uh, they have the goods. <laughs> the script is good and it deserves, and they deserve uh, a little bit of spotlight. So it's a mixture of those three things. And then once we kind of have the pool, it's about going through that. And like I said, just trying to get Try to just get a good wide-ranging sample because like no one no one wants it to be you know 50 white guys right right so, and so we try to get a good mix of male female we try to get um you know not all white writers and get writers of, of, of color uh we try to get lgbtq representation as just as big of a swath and then also from uh, just topics. We try to get a good mixture of pilots and features hmm. from across a bunch of different genres. So there's hopefully something for everybody who's checking it out. And if there's a, a producer that's looking over the list or a manager that's looking over the list, the idea is if we do a good enough job, at least so, at least one thing on the, on the gray list will be in their wheelhouse and could mm -hmm. potentially interest them. Um, so that's why I say the, like the people that the 200 scripts that got nominated that aren't on the list, there's a lot of really fantastic scripts uh, in that list. Um, it's just not feasible, obviously, to feature everybody. Right, right. Uh, I, yeah, one of the things that I noticed, I remember when you announced that you were doing this the this year's edition, is that to nominate a script, and I guess. I wasn't comfortable just like saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, Joe Writer, I'm going to nominate your script. I would say I'll, I'm happy to nominate your script, but I want to read it first. And so I actually got probably about like 15 writers who said, hey, you know, I would love to have you read it. And if you think it's great, if you think it's worth being on the great list, please nominate it. 
and all of them were really good. I mean, uh, I some of them are writers I've read before, so yeah. I was I was familiar with their work. And for some of them, it was they went in a whole new direction of what I was used to. Like one guy, he wrote like a like a the kind of like a silly comedy, and this one was also a silly comedy, but it took place on the moon, <laughs> so it was it was very different. And it was I I think that really helped uh, just kind of get a better idea of what the level of quality was for the scripts yeah. that you were being sent because these were all really really strong samples and some of them were just like just mind-blowingly well written and it was like i think you know i really had to finish the script before i had to tell the writer yeah i'm more than happy to nominate it because this is a great piece of work yeah there is so much talent uh that's out there it's it's really wonderful to to get to to see all the different stories and all the different ways that people are telling them and and get to, I, if if I could if I could include everybody on it uh, sure I I I would uh, because they're they're all deserving and uh, it's uh, but yeah it's a, it's a really fun and rewarding process it's a lot of work but it's it's worth it at the end okay so now okay now that the list is out so so what now I mean uh, you you post it on your site. Uh, and I'm guessing you'll just, you know, you know, promote it uh, to no end on social media. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, so so say someone uh, gets a look, gets to look at the list and they say, hey, this script sounds really cool. Is the contact information there for them to contact the writer? Because I know uh, you were asking about uh, like the first PDF of the first page. And is it just and also do you want to have the script made uh, available to the public or is it by request only? I mean, so kind of talk us through that. So we want to make we, we want to be flexible and let um, let writers engage with the list and whatever level they're comfortable. Uh, so some of the writers are like, yeah, just have a link to the PDF of the full script. Anyone can read it. I'm fine with that. So for those people, that's what we do. You can uh, when you when you see them, you can click on it. It'll pull up the PDF of the script, and you can enjoy. Um, other people are more concerned, um, or some of them are concerned with it, with it being open read. Some of them just prefer to have more visibility into who's reading, hmm. um, their script. So they've made a, you know, instead they're asking for requests. So if you're interested, you can click the button and it'll basically open an email to the, hmm. um, requesting the, to, to read the script and then they can decide whether or not to forward it through or, or not. But at least then they know who's asking. Um, other people have links to other places, like to their Coverfly uh, mm. account or someplace like that, where they're already hosting the script. Um, so it, it's it's a it's a it's a mixture depending on the writer. But we want okay. it to make it as easy as possible for people. Got to it. Use. So one of the things that I'm sure a lot of writers are wondering slash hoping for <laughs> is that you know someone from the industry wants to read it. So I guess. Uh, my question is like, how does the link to the site or information about the site get out there? Is it just you know, hopefully, you know, like if someone at a at a management firm, you know, sees sees the post and says, "Oh, hey, I want to click on this," and then they start like looking through the log lines or however you have it listed. I mean, yeah. is it are you targeting anybody, or is it just kind of like, okay, we're putting it out there for the general public, which includes uh, reps and producers? So it's kind of all of the above. Obviously, there'll be a there's the public release, right? Okay. Which is, you know, when it goes live on my website and the PDF, it's viewable on the on the on the web and the PDF can be downloaded. 
it's promoted. And then I'll be like you said, promoting the heck out of it on social media, mm-hmm. uh, and, and getting all that, all that out there. Um, you know, I'm also working with, um, lots of several different organizations that have their own mailing list. Uh, and they've, you know, some of them have agreed to, to help promote the list in that way. Uh, so there'll be emails going out from different organizations to to the people that they have to get more visibility. And those lists do include uh, industry industry professionals. Um, and then I also have just created, uh, basically made my own mailing list just of industry people and been communicating with them to uh, basically they can opt in for early access to the list, which means that... Hmm two days before the list went public, um, those industry professionals received an email with the PDF so that they can look through it and make contact with any writers that are of interest to them uh, before anyone that's not on that list gets a chance to see it (laughs) so they can get first dibs on the writers that they're most excited to engage with. Um, So yeah, try and obviously we want to just celebrate the writers and get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately the the goal continues to be to to grow and expand our ability to get the writers in front of people who can make a difference for these writers, uh, whether that's a manager or a producer or an agent or or whomever. I guess uh, for me, that raises the question, like, are you targeting like you know, maybe managers or producers that specialize and said, like, you know, this uh, this this place, they really work with a lot of comedic writers or this, you know, uh, these are these we, they only want horror or that kind of thing. Or is it just kind of like, you know, we're just looking for quality writers? Well, so obviously, yes, there there are going to be we've got. The, our, our list, our email list of industry people is is all types. It's not just general. It's some people that are very specific in terms of the type of things that they that they go for. Um, but we're sending out the same list to all of them. And that's why we make it try to make it very clear through the through the log line and the supporting artwork and the poster and stuff and the comps that we list. Uh, okay. Like exactly like what type of story this is, so that uh, they don't have to make a request. And read the script and like, oh, well, this isn't <laughs> this isn't what I thought it was. So we try to make it as straightforward as possible um, in terms of being able to tell what kind of story is being presented. Okay, so here's the biggest question: How can the general public access the gray list? So they can go to my website, which is bradmjohnson.com. You'll find a link for the gray list there, and you can peruse on the website, or you can download the PDF. Uh, and look through it that way. Um, or you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, my handle is at RWW film. And you can find, I'm sure at the point that this is coming out, some post about uh, the gray list will be my pinned tweet. So oh. <laughs> if, if, you, if you don't see anything live happening, uh, just go to my pinned tweet and you'll be able to see uh, a, a link there as well. And I'm sure if someone just goes to Google and types in, you know, the gray list screenwriting, I'm sure it'll pop, give you a yeah, whole bunch of links. Yeah, come up as well, yeah. Okay, so, okay, so here's another question. So, okay, so this year the 2024 list is out and available. So what mm-hmm. if a writer is just finding out about this and said, I can't believe I missed this. So, like, how do they get ready for next year? So our, our, our open submission window is usually at the end of the year. Um, 
for for the for the list that just came out, the window was open in November and December of 2023. Okay. Um, so some point towards the end of the year, the submission window for 2025 will will open. Um, up until that point, it's the same kind of advice I would give anybody, which is just continue to polish your script, develop the supporting materials, whether that's a poster or uh, a lookbook or a pitch deck or something like that. Um, and just engage with the writing community, get your stuff read, get the feedback, find the people that love your script and find, you know, you, if we open again in November, that's nine months for you to, to, to get people excited about your script and then reach out to them when the window is open and say, Hey, remember that script you loved? <laughs> would you, <laughs> would you mind nominating me for the gray list? Uh, and, uh, yeah, just using the time for that, I think is probably the best use of time. And also just speaking from my own experience, you know, get out there and read other people's scripts. So you are, you are you're happy to nominate them for the gray yes. list because, you know, it does a writer, it, it, it really, not that it's, you know, boosting their ego, but it, it makes them feel really good about themselves and their writing. When someone says, Hey, I remember reading your script, you know, back in June and I'm, I would love to nominate this for the gray list. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Start keeping your own list. Like, I mean, we as writers, we're all spending a lot of time uh, in solitary, <laughs> mm -hmm. and you know, it can mean it can mean a lot just to have someone say, "I believe in your script," uh, and 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 want to share and want to share it with uh, this organization or this uh, initiative that's going on. So that's uh, that's always. It's always fun to hear. As oh, yeah. Very good. So, okay. So, writers, you've got your homework for the year. <laughs> so, you <laughs> have to start getting ready to have those scripts ready to go uh, for November and December and start reading other people's scripts because it's great to just read Absolutely. scripts in general. And also, you know, build up that uh, support network of yours with all the other writers that you know on social media because, you know, they're in the same boat as you. And you know, we are all, we're all trying to help each other out. And this is one of the, probably one of the best ways you can do that. Just support other writers and, you know, be positive and encouraging and they will most likely, hopefully do that for you as well. Uh, okay. So this is Brad Johnson and the website is bradmjohnson.com, the gray list, which is out now. You can check it out. As he said, there's a link on his website. Uh, and was it RWW Films? Uh, singular film. RWW. Oh, RWW film. Because that was, because I remember, okay, uh, full disclosure, I interviewed Brad for my blog. Wow, that's like 10 years ago now. Yeah, that was and, and I was like, what does RWW, RWW stand for? I believe it was Read, Write, Watch. Uh, read, Watch, Write. Oh, but, yeah, so close. Good memory. 10 years ago. That's, that's I, I just remember because it was such a distinct uh, Twitter handle. And I thought, you know, it's not his name and it's <laughs> definitely not his initials. And I was like, why RWW? I said, oh, Read, Watch, Write. And I said, oh. Right. I always struggle with that because my name is extremely common. So mm -hmm. anytime I am not like the first person onto a platform, my name has already gone as a handle option. So I always have to, I had to figure something else out. Now you didn't want to be Brad Johnson, the uh, eight, two, four, one. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are going to think you're a bot. Okay. So again, the website is bradmjohnson.com. That's where you can find a link to the gray list. Uh, Brad, thank you so much. This has been great. And we highly encourage all uh, read readers, all li listeners and viewers <laughs> to check it out, see what scripts are on the gray list. Uh, maybe one will grab your attention, strike your fancy, pique your curiosity, and you'll want to read it. Just you know, go ahead, contact that writer because they would love to hear from you.
Yeah, thanks, Paul. Uh, I can almost guarantee if someone takes the time to look through the list, you'll find something that makes you want to read it. So excellent. And sometimes yeah. you'll find a script you didn't even think you were going to like it. Like, hey, that sounds pretty cool. And I don't even like horror, you know, and that kind of <laughs> it happens all the time. Okay, Brad, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic interview. I really appreciate you coming on today. Of course. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh, before I go, uh, so so regular viewers and listeners know uh, my co-host Justin has not been able to attend any of the recordings lately because he got a new day job uh, right before the end of 2023. So his schedule has just been like that. And so his, his timing to be able to make recordings has been kind of really tough for him. And he's also doing all of his own writing, as we've talked about many times with his screenwriting and his books and all of the uh, now is his new job writing for games. So Justin has unfortunately decided to step away from doing the podcast. So uh, it's going to just be me now. So it's going to be the creative writing life with Paul Zeidman. Uh, going to do my best to keep it going. Have fantastic guests, just like Mr. Johnson here. Uh, it will. I have no idea what it's going to look like or how things are going to develop, but I'm really looking forward to keeping things going as long as I can. I hope you keep stay along for the ride. I've been really happy with all the support we've been getting from uh, viewers and listeners. And you know, send those comments, hit that like button, you know, whatever support you can offer. I am more than happy to get it. Uh, and, and so, the, you know, it's a we're entering new territory here, and it's very exciting for me, and hopefully, very exciting for you. And I hope you stay along for the ride because uh, I would really appreciate it. So, uh, thank you once again to Justin for taking part all these years that we were doing the podcast together. I'll still give him a plug. You can check out his stuff on Amazon, Justin Sloan. Uh, this is Brad from bradmjohnson.com. I am Paul Zeidman. You can check out my screenwriting blog, maximumz.blog. It's all about screenwriting and other stuff. Uh, you can also check out my books on Amazon, the Go Ahead and Ask series about screenwriting and pie. I'm on social media on Twitter at maximum underscore Z. I'm also on Instagram at Pez Screenwriting P-E-Z. Yes, those are my initials. Uh, like I said, I'm Paul. That's Brad. Thanks to Justin for all the great work he's put in over the years. This has been the Creating Variety Life podcast. It still will be that. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, go write something.